My name is Matt Brown. Me gusta el baseball más que la tarea de la escuela. And let's start the show. I never slid into a base before. I'm happy I didn't tear a knee up there. I mean, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. It was a fun time, though. Very thankful for my baseball experience. Everybody. The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Thursday, April 7th, 2022. Happy opening day, everybody. Baseball is officially back, and we are going to preview this up-and-coming season with the best around, as we are the only podcast that matters, and we are going to have a hell of a great time talking about all things baseball with the great Alex Young. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at ProdcomaPod, and we're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So yes, today baseball begins. And it is been quite the road to get here after the Braves won an okay World Series we went into such an unpredictable and a roller coaster ride of a off season insane moves were made big stars moved to a lot of different teams we saw a lot of teams upgrade and degrade and all of that and then the lockout occurs a grueling six months or around there or five what was it november to november to march so what solid five months but anyways it was too long and we almost lost the season completely we're at a delayed start because of it but bottom line it's cooler heads prevailed and we're gonna see a baseball season all 162 games of it and we're gonna have a heck of a time enjoying it especially in this world that has gone through so much these last two years so like i said i'm bringing the best around to do it as my great friend Alex Young is on the show today. Him and I are going to talk all things baseball. We'll talk Yankees and Mets, of course. We'll talk about each and every single, single one of the divisions. We will make our futures pick of who's going to win the World Series and who's going to make it there overall. And we're just going to make you have a lot of smiles, laughs, and when your day is over... You will be satisfied because you got your dose of the Productive Conversations podcast with the great Alex Young, of course. So why don't we get into it right here, right now. Alex Young, it's your turn once again. Let's preview the upcoming baseball season. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. There was a time where we didn't think this day would come. But cooler heads prevailed and... I'm so happy to say we are now going to record a Major League Baseball season preview. I have my main man, one of the best people in the podcasting world, 
and future star in this industry, as I already say many a times, but so got to have one of my great partners in this endeavor. Alex Young is here to talk baseball preview with me. Alex, great to see you, dude. Good to see you too, Matt. Thanks again for having me. I don't know. I got to keep track of how many times this is for me. I, I might be climbing the all-time ranks of appearances on your podcast, but thank oh, you for having me on. Baseball's back. It's going to be great, yeah. For good reason. You're great at this. And we're going to do this until uh, we're old men. And, um, you know, we'll have flying Max at that point to record what we're doing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, this is great. Uh, great friend of the show. Great friend of general. So this is really cool because, like I said, you and I talked throughout the last couple of years. The strike is covered. The strike is co- or lockout, not strike, but lockouts coming. Lockout happened. It lasted six months. and. Then one day they finally, finally um, said, let's do it. And they signed the CBA. They had their four weeks of spring training. And as we're releasing this on Thursday, the 7th, it's opening day. And Alex, how do you personally feel about the road to getting here? I, I was a little nervous. As you know, me and you were talking, you know, kind of at the peak of the lockout, Um and we were getting nervous that we weren't going to have a season. It seemed that they were very far off on things. And then it seemed like it was getting close and then they would disagree about something and then it would just fall apart again. And then it looked like nothing was going to happen. And then all of a sudden it came, okay, let's get the bigger issues out of the way. And then like mm-hmm. the minor things that are, are causing us to separate, let's put that down the road and we'll get things working. Not, you know, the international draft, things like that. And then they got the deal done, and then we're like, okay, we're in this. And luckily, it was now okay. They can deal with the international draft stuff down the line, and some of the small things, you know, pitch grip stuff. They were they really talking <laughs> about during this CBA. So who knows what happens with rule enforcement down the line with that? Um, but I'm just happy the deal got done because it looked like it, it looked like we were going to have a season, or it was going to be a very very short season, similar to the COVID year again. And luckily, you know, they, they prevailed, they, they figured a, a common ground and, you know, now we have baseball and, and luckily we don't have to worry about another potential lockout for, I think, five years now. So, yeah, happy that baseball is finally back. And it could take its time. We could wait. But for now, we're focusing on this, the 22 MLB season, before they have the drastic moves of bigger bases, no shift, expanded playoffs. We could focus on this as traditional as you could get. But one thing we're having to is a universal DH, which is dope. And the way we figured the best way to go about this is to go off and discuss each division, who we like, who we don't like. And obviously we'll talk Yankees and Mets because, you know, that's king in this. And then we'll make our picks on who we think will be in the World Series. So let's start with that. Let's go with the NL East right away. And let's talk about the team you're wearing, the team we've waited a long time. Even if we have some obstacles to start the season, which we'll obviously get into. But Alex, this has to be literally as little you could get the most excited you must be for your New York Mets. Tell me the obvious and less obvious reasons why. Uh, definitely the most excited I've been. Um, I actually just talked to my dad and I'll, we'll, we'll explain why we're a little upset and a little mm-hmm. nervous going into the season, but overall this off season might go down as the best or the most historic off season the Mets have had. Right. It was a time that Cohen said, you know, I'm going to put the money down and 
he backed it up by saying that and being smart with the money, right? You know, Scherzer gets a lot of money, but it's a short-term deal. It's nothing that we really have to worry about, you know, mm-hmm. five years from now. Gets Starling Marte, a defensive center fielder that we've been asking for for years. Gets the depth bats in the water, Escobar and Mark Canna. So, you know, it's just everything's exciting. It's a team that we the, – the pieces that we need to target, they made. They made the trade for Chris Bassett, which I think is fantastic, adds depth. For this reason, now the things that I said we're nervous about. Jacob DeGrom and his obvious shoulder arm injuries that he's had. Mm. He came back up. He's going to be shut down for four weeks. Who knows what happens after those four weeks? Scherzer now with a little bit of a hamstring injury, but I'm not as nervous as him. It's not his arm. It's his hamstring. He'll hopefully be okay maybe a week into the season. He might miss opening day. Totally fine with that. That's why they got a depth with Bassett or, you know, stuff like that. McGill, Tyler McGill, who I think is, is looking really good. Um, David Peterson had a good spot starts last year. So the depth's there. But again, it's it's nerve wracking with Jacob now that it seems that his arm is becoming an issue. And I don't know if it's because he's trying to pump 101, 102 on a regular basis and yeah. to handle it or whatever the case might be. He's still as dominant when he's throwing 95 to 98. You know, I don't know if he has to change his mechanics. I really don't know what's going on. It just seems that something is, is, is there's something, you know, like I said, is his shoulder is messed up. And then he had his elbow in, is, issues and it's flared up right at the peak of spring training when he looked like dominant Jacob DeGrom, right? So, we have to see what happens here. That's a little nerve-wracking part of this season. Obviously, the first four weeks, it, it sucks that we're not going to have them. Um, but I'm not worried about that. It was like last year, I was explaining to my dad and some of my friends that like last year, during the peak of the, our playoff push, he gets hurt and everything kind of derailed after that, right? Like everything just kind of started falling apart. Um, and it just showed how much it meant to the team. So going this year, I hope, you know, the first four weeks I'm shutting down, they maybe find what the issue might be. But I, I hope in that time and in this time frame that they can make it so that, you know, his arm can hold up for the season um, because we definitely need him. Um, but, you know, I think they made the moves to depth, the depth moves needed to, to, you know, hang on with his absence, but, you know, him added to this team, obviously as a whole other layer. So it's definitely going to be an exciting year. I think we're a playoff team. Uh, we should be, if not, it's going to be a, a huge disaster. Um, I'm really excited. <laughs> see how Buck Walter is as manager. I've, I've loved him throughout his whole career. I think he's a fantastic manager. I think he's the best for, fit for this team. He was the hire I wanted. Um, so I'm excited to see him and, and see how he is with this team, you know, um, going into this season. But yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm super excited. It's just, you know, in the back of my head, it's just the nerves of, of not, not knowing what's going on with Jacob DeGrom and, and seeing what's happening this season is, is really kind of the, the only hinder right now of like, of course, we're super excited mm-hmm. and the curse hits again and now we're, we're back to square one. So we just have to see with him. But overall, I'm super excited for baseball to be back and to see the Mets this year because I think it's going to be a really fun year. As you said, the big thing with this is DeGrom's inconvenient injury. As you said, give him four weeks to actually heal the injury and then maybe another few weeks of rehab. Let's say by Memorial Day, you see him back. Uh, still early in the season, do you think the Mets can still be a very dominant player in this National League, even if you don't have your number one ace for the first two months? Yes, and that's because we have Scherzer, right? So, you mm-hmm. know, he, he could be the, the, the backup ace, if you will, which is just backup like a ace. statement. <laughs> Max Scherzer is a first ballot Hall of Famer and one of the best pitchers we've seen in our generation, right? So, you know, that's what we kind of brought him in for. 
at the same time to have these two dominant starters. So, you know, hopefully his hamstring injury, like I said, if he misses like the first week of the season, he's back. That's totally, you know, great. Um, but that's why we kind of had Scherzer as his like insurance plan, if you will. Um, so I think they'll be okay. And then, and it's mainly, you know, at the end of the day, we have to see how, how this offense is um, because, you know, pitching only goes so far, right? So we have to see, you know, Lindor, who I thought looked fantastic in spring training this year. I think he really settled. Um, I think it took him a little while to adjust to New York, obviously the thumbs down thing later on in the season. Didn't really help him. But I think this year, him coming off uh, and looking at his strength training, he looks confident. He was just ripping balls left and right, hitting a couple of big home runs and stuff. So I think he's finally settled in New York. So I think he's going to have a good bounce back year. Um, but I think you just to see how this offense gels. You know, there's a lot of new pieces here, but also, you know, you have the Pete Alonzo's of the world um, on this team. So, and Brandon Nemo and all these guys. So, you know, I'm excited. His pitching staff should be great from top to bottom, but it's just at the end of the day, I want to see how this offense clicks, especially on without Jacob DeGrom. This offense really has to click. They have to get some crucial wins early and really hang on until Jake comes back and then go running from there. All right. And comparing them to the other teams of this division, you got a Nationals team and Marlins team who looks like they'll be rebuilding. Marlins rebuilding again. No hope in sight. That's too bad for them with a new owner coming in. Um, the Phillies seem to be, you know, they did pick up some players. Got a really good Girardi managing underwhelming team last year, but who knows that they can make some kind of run. And then Braves, the reigning World Series champions, without arguably their best hitter in Freddie Freeman, replaced that with um, Matt Olson, who came from Oakland. Not the Yankees, but who am I to judge? Or there is a lot to judge there, but we'll get into that. Compare the rest of the division. Do you think that they could compete? And who do you think would be the only team uh, to make a run against them? I mean, obviously, I'm the Mets optimist, so I hope they win the division. But you know, who knows, right? I, I really like what the Braves did this offseason. Obviously, they're the reigning World Series champion. They really saw what the Mets did. They made their moves. They had, you know, Kenley Jansen. They had Matt Olson um, to that team, um, you know, with needs. You know, obviously, they, you, you lose Freddie Freeman, um, which is unfortunate. But you get a guy who's younger and arguably maybe better offensively than Freddie Freeman. I know that's tough to say. He's obviously, you know, a, a great player. Um, but you get a younger Matt Olson who's coming off a great year. Uh, so I think Atlanta is a team to look out uh, for. Obviously, Ronald Acuna will be back from his torn ACL, I believe, in early May, they're saying at this point. Mm-hmm. You add him to that lineup. Um, you know, he's an MVP candidate as well. So that's the team I'm looking out, out for. I know we mentioned the Phillies. I'd like to move with Nick Castellanos. But again, I, that team de- defensively, I really don't know. They might be one of the worst defensive teams but their offense looks like on paper, looks like it's going to be incredible. Uh, so they're a team to look out for. Um, but I think if I'm looking at the rest of the division, I, I think the Braves are the team um, that's really going to battle with the Mets. Um, and I think Philly can creep up the nationals. I love Juan Soto. I think to me, he's a favorite for NL MVP this year, but I just, the rest of the roster, I'm not really afraid of. Um, and the Marlins are constantly rebuilding. You know, they had a good year in the COVID year. Um, but other than that, I thought now last year, I thought they were going to be good, but obviously my prediction last year with them was wrong. Um, <laughs> so it looks like they're going, you know, going into path rebuild, even though they have a lot of really young arms. So at the end of the day, you know, if I'm going to be biased Mets fans, I think it's going to be one Mets, two Braves, three Phillies in the NL East. 
Um, and then, yeah, you know, we'll see what happens. Anything can happen in baseball. You know, a team can make a surprise here. We don't know yet. Other two is a flip of a coin. Cool, cool. Now let's go to the uh, AL East. Let's hit on the Yankees. And listen, I'm the Yankee fan uh, in this chat. And I really, really am excited for what is in store. That's probably the big thing to discuss with the Yankees going into 2022 was the major roster moves they needed to do. And whether you think it's Cashman or Hal Steinbrenner, they were very conservative in getting uh, players this year. People wanted to see Carlos Correa, Freddie Freeman. Um, I'm blanking on Matt Olson. Instead, you pick up an aging Josh Donaldson, who's going to be your starting third baseman. Isaiah Kiner Falefa is going to be the shortstop, who's a solid hitting shortstop who does have some pop in his bat and is great defensively, which I think is an awesome move. Um, Anthony Rizzo comes back, which I'm actually not as disappointed as some others. Before he had COVID, he was awesome. Great home runs, uh, awesome on the field. I'm not disappointed there. And then with the the uh, the uh, pitching rotation that really virtually did change, you have Garrett Cole, Luis Severino, Jameson Tyon. Then, uh, you know, we have some other spots available. Didn't go get people like Sean Manaya or Chris Brissett who went to the Mets. And we have to deal with what we have to deal with. This right here and expecting Aaron Judge to re-sign, uh, I'm going to assume he re-signs by the time we record this opening day, this on opening day, or release it on opening day. Assuming he is re-signed, this team, I think you think last year was a pressure cooker. This is it. If we do not win the AL pennant, they're gonna. Someone's gonna get fired. I think Cashman's run will come to an end. Even though people are saying this is more of the people above him, um, saying who he could go after. With all these different teams he's put on the field, coming up short, maybe is something has to change once and for all. Uh, I mean, you really have. It's weird with DJ Lemayhew. What are you gonna do with him? He doesn't have a position. If you're gonna have Glaber stay. Uh, the outfield, you have four solid players, and not that that's a bad thing, but you know what are you going to do with Hicks returning? You have Judge, Stanton, Gallo, and Hicks. Are they all going to play different roles? Like This is a really weird Yankee roster, but I still think it's capable of winning 90 games. They clearly have sluggers. Now adding a more some more contact, which Donaldson, who I do think – if he he's a player who could still have something left, nice scrappy ball player, and maybe he could pump us up. Obviously, the other big thing, Gary Sanchez is no more, which is how it should be. Looks like Kyle Higashioka is going to be your starting catcher. <laughs> Did not see that coming, but I'm, I'm not I'm not mad. This guy has some pop too. We Garrett Cole clearly loves him, and this is his opportunity. But if the Yankees underachieve, I think Cashman's gone. You know, Boone's here for another five years. So, or, you know, honestly, maybe he doesn't stay. It seems it's just so we just, the, this lately, this, even though House Steinbrenner's been in power since 2010, it seems now, into 12 years later, he's now putting his spin of things. But, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a, a weird Yankee team, 
but I still think are capable to win 90 games. Now, this is a very hard division to, to pull it off. So it, you really don't know where this is going. And maybe this is a time where I'm legitimately nervous going into a season. But um, regardless, the Yankees somehow could pull it off. And this would be the time to do it. And if they don't, there's going to be a lot of angry people. So, Alex, I gave you my venting. I vented out to you how I feel about the Yankees being on your objective side. Where do you see this team going? It's tough. I, I know we talked a couple weeks ago, and, and then, you know, there's like something's kind of changed. I, I think they're still good to win 90 games, like you said. But there's a lot of, like, ifs on this team. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where Yankee fans are, are getting nervous. It's like if Rizzo stays healthy, right? Or if yep. he bounces back, he could be the player that we've seen for, you know, from 2012 to 2016 or a little bit longer when he was, you know, a top five first baseman. He has that talent. Um, same with Donaldson. If Donaldson can stay healthy, can he return to form? He's always good to hit 25 plus home runs. We know he has that. But the problem is that using that is he hasn't been healthy. Um, Severino, same thing with him. Like, is he going to be the dominant starter we saw early on in his career before? Oh, he's got to, Alex. He's got to. He's got to. There's a lot of pressure on him. And then, again, the outfield, there's a lot of depth. What are you going to do, Stan? Is he going to be your DH? Is he, you know, but he was hitting better when he was in the outfield. It's There's a lot of question marks. Uh, at the end of the day, I think the rotation is the biggest one, um, seeming as there's, there wasn't a lot of changes and or moves, and I think that's the weakest part of this team. Um, is is the starting rotation behind Garrett Cole again? If Cole's healthy, yes, I end it. I know there's a lot of angry Yankee fans saying that they should trade. I don't know. There's a whole weird thing. I don't believe in that. I think you know when he got destroyed against the Red Sox, there was probably something flared up, and he just had a bad bad game in a four two. It was a wild card game. Just but the wrong time to have a bad yeah. game. Exactly. Just a wrong, yeah. Exactly. So we know what he can do. He's been dominant in Yankee uniforms. Like he was. Like he never was. Um, it's just this division is really, really, really tough. Yeah. You have to get off to a hot start here, and that's the thing. It's like, can this rotation limit runs? Can the offense gel early? Because you look at this division, like the Red Sox are, are pretty tooled up. And I know they don't have Chris Sale, but they have done well without him before, and they add Trevor Story to this, right? And the Rays, you know, this team that's a low-budget team, but they have so many good prospects, and they're always competing, and they're, you know, constantly in the world series conversation because of how smart they are down there. And then you got the blue Jays who add Matt Chapman on top of one of arguably, you know, I know they lost Marcus Simeon, but you add Matt Chapman and you still have this incredibly hot offense led by a potential AL MVP candidate, Vlad Guerrero jr. And Bo Bichette and all those guys. Like you add Matt Chapman to that and he's a platinum globe, you know, he's there for his defense, but in spring training look like the offensive Matt Chapman was back. Right. So it's just, it's, for this Yankee team is very tough this year. You can't just breeze by like they've done before. Like the, these other teams, the Blue Jays, the Red Sox, the Rays, they all built this team to compete. And, you know, the Yankees really, like I said, have to get to a hot start here. I think they can win 90 games, but I don't think they're winning this division. I really don't. Unless, you know, they get hot early and they make some significant trades. But I don't see that happening with the way that it seems that they want to kind of hoard their farm system right now and not really get give up prospects. So we have to see with this team, but I said it's a lot of like if, and that's why I think you guys are getting a little nervous and hesitant as Yankee fans 
because you need this to happen. Otherwise, this season's not going to go your way, especially in this, this tough division this year. And we have to count. I think it's with these, you're seeing sudden moves so close with the start, obviously from the pandemic. You know, saw Sean Maniah, who clearly would have been a great pickup. He gets traded the, the week, less than a week before the season starts. Maybe we see some of those moves there. I don't know. I'm guessing, but it, Cashman made good moves in the trade deadline. They just failed. Like, I mean, sure, you could have projected what these guys are coming in Gallon Rizzo, but I think for this, uh, unless if he genuinely feels pressure for his job, and you know what, with how things have been going, I'm obviously not in his shoes, but for guys been the uh, GM for 24 years with Cashman, how much as he care about his job security to be aggressive. We've seen him make moves in the middle um, early in the season before, like look at a door in May that for a second was cool, but didn't pan out. I think we're going to just have to see how this rotation unfolds. Nobody really believes in Garrett Cole right now. I hope he has some bug in him to, to get off to a hot start. And Sevy, as you said, if he can pull it off and have a good season, I think we'll be okay. But only time will tell with them. And clearly, you have the best competition you can have in the uh, arguably the toughest division in the AL. So someone's going to sink or swim. Let it not be the Yankees. So AL Central with a new team on the block, kind of. Cleveland Guardians are here. You have the White Sox who have underachieved, oddly underachieved, made the playoffs last year, but they thought they'd be a more dominant team with so many players, nobody, people, not a lot of people know about you, at least Robert and um, Eloy Jimenez, to, to name a couple. That's going to be cool. The Twins. Now you do add Carlos Correa. You add Gio Urshela. You add Gary Sanchez, and despite how much we're glad to see him go, wouldn't it be funny if he turns to 2016 Gary Sanchez? That's a team to watch out for. The Tigers even added some some players. Javi Baez, for instance. And then the Royals are the Royals. I don't have much to say there. But the AL Central, I think, is the most interesting division out of all the other ones. Where do you think this division can go? I really like the White Sox again mm-hmm. this year. Um, I think they were a year ahead last year. Um, mm-hmm. They have a lot of young talent. Like you said, Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, just to name a few. They have a young pitching staff, you know, a great bullpen. Um, you know, so I, I I was really surprised how well they played last year. I wasn't expecting it, and I know some people were. Um, so I, I think it's their division to lose. Um you know, I really like the Tigers this year. I, I know I don't really? know what it is about them. I really like them. I think adding Javi Baez, you know, they have the young prospects coming up. Spencer Torks they made it to the, you know, opening day roster, and Miggy was the one to to kind of pass the torch to him to let him know that he made the opening day roster. I thought that was really cool. Really, I didn't see that. I got to check yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so, kind of cool to see that moment. Um, and I think they just have a lot of young talent on that team. Do I think they're going to win the division? No, I think they're a team to kind of look out for. Obviously, you know, for 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 future uh, references, um, you know, I like Minnesota, but every time I feel like they 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 like, I don't know, they're kind of underwhelming. It's like, oh, they do this, they do that, and it's like, you know, oh, this should be a good team, and then it's like, they either make the playoffs and lose right away, or they're just a fringe wild card team, or whatever the case might be. I like the addition of Carlos Correa. 
to that team. I just don't. It, they're such a tough team to decide if they're going to be good or not. Um, you know, I just really like the White Sox. Like I said, I, I think probably the Twins at the second team, even though I really up in the air. I got to see how they start. Probably the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Cleveland seems to be rebuilding. I think they're going to try to sign uh, Jose Ramirez back. Um, so we'll see if that happens. If not, they're probably going to do a typical Guardians move where they say they're going to re-sign a guy and just trade him. Um, so, so we'll see. And, and the Royals, like you said, are just the Royals. I think if you're going to watch the Royals, the only reason why you're going to watch the Royals is for Bobby Wood Jr., their top prospect, one of the top prospects of baseball, to see how he does at the major league level and see if he's the exciting you know player that people pan him out to be. Do you think Correa, if he has a great season, he'll leave? He has that opt-out deal with a three-year with all three opt-outs. You think he would do such a thing? I think he would, just to see if a team's going to give him that like super max deal. Like if a team's going to give him like seven years plus at three hundred plus million, and I'm saying he has a year where he bats like two ninety-five, three hundred, twenty-five plus home runs, hundred plus RBIs. Maybe I know that's a lot. That's like a huge season. But we've seen Carlos Correa, you know, kind of have numbers like that before. I feel like he's betting on himself, but also his contract is so interesting that, like you said, if, if he has like a weird down year, he's just going to opt in, right? And then he's going to try again. But if he has a fantastic year, I think I can see him seeing if he can cash in. But I know he's getting paid a bunch of money, so that's like kind of tough. It's like, if I have a great season, do I take a chance and we get this longer deal? And maybe get thirty or you know thirty you know million plus, or do I just opt into these three years in Minnesota and I'm getting th- what is it thirty five or something like that? It's like a crazy yeah. number, the highest paid infielder in baseball. Am I just gonna opt in there? So that's tough. It, it definitely is weird, but I think if he does have a wild year, I think he he could do something where he opts out because he knows a team is potentially gonna offer him you know the the, the year security that he wants, where he's gonna get you know a five, six, seven, or and or more year deal. Yes, excellent points there, and I really hope to. I would just like to see the White Sox make a deep run again. ALCS. We haven't seen the White Sox in a long time. Makes a noise, made noise quietly last year, and don't forget they have Tony Russo managing, which is nice to see too. They were my pick to win the World Series last year, and that that ended poorly for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, maybe it's time to uh, put that fan duel out there and bet him again. Uh, Will, I'd like to see who you pick at the end of this show, ultimately. So the NL Central, with teams that I guess don't like their fans, like the Reds get rid of some of their best players, Cubs have some new faces, um, the Brewers add a little bit, they're an exciting team to watch for. The Pirates don't like their fans, so... There's no hope there, <laughs> but watch out for um, uh, his last name Hayes, but I can't think it's uh, Brian, Hayes. Brian Hayes. That's for something that to, I guess they'll just trade him anyways. And then um, the Cardinals, Cardinals are interesting odds. They uh, get a new manager themselves as well. But the NL Central, I think the Brewers are a team that will make it out with the uh, Central Crown. They're really great and underrated um, um, pitching rotation with Corbett Burns, Bannon Rudolph, uh, Freddie Peralta, to name a few. Um, still keeping Josh Hader. Some people thought people might try to um, make a deal for him, but they're keeping him, and I think he's the best closer in the game. You know, obviously, when you have Christian Welich, 
Yeah, Christian Yelich uh, not losing a stride. He's going to be a lot of fun. You know, you add Andrew McCutcheon, who's going to be a solid DH. I think that's a team that will really take advantage of having a DH in their lineup. I say the Brewers kind of win this division. How do you see the division? Otherwise, do you also think the Brewers can make a run yeah. or the other yeah. ones or I, the, I, any of the other teams? I think it's the Brewers' division to lose. I do like the Cardinals. Um I just I like the, the team that they've they've constructed, um, but just the talent that the Brewers have: the Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta. The, the, their top three in the rotation is just electric. They have Hunter Renfro. You know, Christian Yelich only had a down year last year, but he's won an MVP. We know what he can do. Um, just a, he's a great overall player. Devin Williams, great in the bullpen as well. Um, Josh Hader. I just like the team that they have. Um, and they're kind of always they're like a quiet team. They're a quiet, like good team. Like not a lot of people talk about the Milwaukee Brewers. So I really mm-hmm. think it's a division to lose. I, I like the Cardinals. Um, I think they can be a wild card team this year. Um, they added some pieces. Um, obviously, you know, uh, they pissed off Steve Cohen by, by signing uh, Stephen Matt. And supposedly he got mad at his agent when that happened. I don't know. <laughs> that he aired out on Twitter that I remember I was like, why are you yelling at, but that's side of the point. But I think the Cardinals are, are, are a good team. Uh, but I think, like I said before, I think this is the Brewers division to lose that at all. But pirates, I feel so sorry for their fans. You know, they have an electric prospect, O'Neill Cruz. They send them down. I understand he probably needs a little bit more time. Triple A only played six triple A games, but he's such a good player. I'm a good in spring training. Um, you'd be a reason to tune in. You know, you really only have, like you said, Brian Hayes and Brian Reynolds to watch for the Pirates. Um, the Reds, they blew up the whole team. Don't know what they're doing. Hunter Green, who got called up finally. I feel like that was like a long time in the making too. We'll see how he was once top, you know, pick, uh, top prospect. Uh, so we'll see. But the Cubs, I don't know. I know they had a Marcus Stroman. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. I don't, I don't like the rest of the team really, but. Like I keep on saying, it was really the Brewers division. Um, and I think they're, they're potentially going to run away with it early. And hopefully with uh, two uh, people who seem to be happy to leave the New York teams and Stroman and Clint Frazier, you know, hopefully they lose with the Cubs. And that'll be hilarious. So the AL West, you have the Astros back at it. Looks like they are the favorite again. You have the Mariners who were so close to making the playoffs. So, so close. It went down to game 162. Couldn't hold on. Maybe they can um, make a run again. Adding people like Jesse Winkler might help. Uh, We have a returning Mike Trout with the Angels. Obviously, Shohei Otani looking healthy. You can be excited there, but they didn't really add much, especially they need help pitching. Texas Rangers add Corey Seager and Marcus Semien. Maybe they are a ways away to win their division, but taking slow steps. And then another team who doesn't care about their fans, the Oakland A's, truly having a fire sale. I mean, just get just go to Vegas already. Like yeah. we know what you're gonna do is just pull the plug, and then Oakland losing all their sports franchises, and that'd be a great uh, podcast to have. How do you feel seeing them all leave? But I'll say that for another day. AL West, even though I just hate this team so much, I do think the Astros can win again. The only real loss was Correa, but it seems that they can um, easily replace him. You still have L Tuve and Bregman. And um, a returning Verlander could be good too. 
obviously he's really old, but maybe he still has um, like Scherzer two more solid years left. And we'll pick it up from there. Dusty Baker almost had brought them um, another World Series. They made it to uh, game six, but um, fell short. But the Astros, do you think it's the Astros, A's, Angels, Rangers, Mariners, the AL West, Alex? What direction are we going there? Uh, I'm going with the Astros just because they've been consistently one of the best teams in the AL West. Um, and I don't see that slowing down. No, lose Correa, but they still have a ton of talent, like you said. Kyle Tucker is, you know, one of the best outfielders in baseball, um, in my opinion. Um, and I think he's going to take a big step this year. Um, you know, you have the L2 phase, you have Berlander coming back, you know, off, off injury. We'll see what he has left in the tank. Um, but I can't discount the Astros. Like I said, they've just been consistently so good in this division. I don't really see anything where I'm kind of alarmed that they might fall off. Um, I think they're still going to be consistently great. Um, I'm interested to see what the Rangers, how they are. I think they're a couple years away, like you said. Um, with the you know even with the additions of Simeon and and um, and, and uh, Seager, I just think there's still a lot of holes in that team um, that you know they need to work on um, in order to consistently be in the division. You know, Mariners, I really like this year. I love the Jesse Winker move. I love them signing Robbie Ray. I love get them getting Eugenio Suarez in the Winker deal as well. Um, not only just because I know he's had a really down year offensively, even though he hit a bunch of home runs that, you know, I think he can bounce back, but he is a guy, like I said, Suarez who can hit 30 plus home runs and maybe a change of scenery is good for him in Seattle. We'll see. Uh, but I just like Jesse Winker all-star last year. Um, I think he's perfect for this team. You know, they have one of their exciting prospects in, uh, in J-Rod getting called up, Julio Rodriguez. He's on the opening day roster. He's going to be exciting to see. So I think, I, I was. I know we talked a few weeks ago. I said I think the Mariners finally end their streak. I think they are going to be in the playoffs this year. I just think twenty-one yeah, years. It's been a long time. I think they're going to be a wild card team. I think the Astros will probably win the division, but who knows? I, I I really like the moves the Mariners made. I think they could even win the division here, but we have to see how this team gels early on um, with their new additions and their young talent. Um, yes, because the Astros are consistently good. It's so hard to bet against them. Um, and yeah, like you said, the rest of the division angels love Mike Trout, love Shohei Otani. The only pitching move they made was getting Noah in the guard. And you know, is that going to move the needle for them? Who knows? I know, you know, can they gel? Could they be a wildcard team? Sure. Don't know. I feel like the angels, there's always lofty expectations because they have Trout who's, you know, arguably the best player of a generation and Shohei Otani now. Um, it's just, who knows how there's the rest of this team if, if they're going to click and, and win games. Um, but you never know. And then obviously the athletics are a fire sale. Uh, they're probably going to be the worst team in baseball, um, if not one of the worst teams in baseball. Um, and they're still going to sell some things off. They still haven't traded, you know, Montes yet. There's still going to be more moves that they're going to, you know, move on from. So um, we'll see. But in my opinion, uh, I agree with you. I think it's going to be the Astros um, and or, you know, Seattle this year coming out of the uh, the ALS. I'd like something new also that Seattle with that stuff going on with Seattle. And now they do have a legit ace of Robbie Way. I mean, he won the Cy Young Award. So 
please continue this. And I, and that announcer, I don't know his name, but he was so hyped when they almost pulled it off oh, to yeah. viral because bring him back. <laughs> yeah, great. I can't think of his name off the top, but I, every time I see that clip, I get hyped. It's yeah. Great announcer. So. NL West, the final division before we make our future picks. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers, the Dodgers, the Dodgers, the Dodgers. You, uh, they, they're really turning to what the Yankees used to be. Um, falling short, not even making the World Series, they get Freddie Freeman, who's still in his prime. A huge step up from the rotating Max Muncie, Cody Bellinger, um, first baseman. And yeah, what can you say? They don't have Max Scherzer. They brought back Clayton Kershaw. So who knows? Um, I guess Walker Bueller could be the guy there. But I think the Dodgers are, are, are almost a lot to be the NLCS already. On top of this, you have the Padres with so many, so much high expectations. This team only won 79 games last year. A lot of people think they can make a bounce back year, even with the uh, uncertainty with Fernando Tatis and his wrist injury, which I don't know if we have an update there yet, but um, that's going to be big. Um, that's the team to look out for. You have the Diamondbacks who are clearly rebuilding just another year for them. The Rockies, you, uh, you lose story. You have Chris Bryant, but still arguably the same team. And then the Giants who had a magical Cinderella story last year, the losing the ALDS people were very excited to see the push they made. And, um, but you also, again, you lose Chris Bryant. Do they come back to uh, fruition? And I guess just the first thing regarding this, Alex, there was a potential deal for Chris Paddock and um, top of my head, Dom Smith is going to get traded to the Met, possibly traded to the Mets for Chris Paddock and Eric Hosmer. Before we get into the West, would you have liked that deal? I was up in the air on that deal. Um, yeah, I was surprised. I, I was talking to Memphis. Some of this is really hated, but I mean, Chris Paddock's a really good pitcher. He is a really good pitcher, but also it's like the weird thing, right, with the, the Donaldson Cole thing, right? Like, we, we had the weird thing. Mm-hmm. Paddock and Pete Alonso, people don't forget, they really didn't like each other, especially Chris Paddock. Over the like, uh, NL Rookie of the Month yeah, the or something? The year, yeah. <laughs> and, then, you know, and, and then Paddock, I think Paddock gave up a home run to Pete or someone. Pete had a clutch home run in San Diego. I can't remember who mm-hmm. but he, he pimped it. Yeah, I remember. I remember there was a shot of Paddock, and he was yeah, – he was at all Paddock. He was in the dugout. And I remember it was a shot of Paddock, and his arms were crossed, and he looked so mad, <laughs> so mad um, that that happened. So – I was like, eh, they probably will be fine. But I like how Dom Smith looked in spring training this year. I think he's going to have a good year. I know he was admitted that he played with like a, a torn labrum last season, which is just like one insane that he did that um, and toughed it out. I mean, it's incredibly hard probably to swing a bat with a torn labrum. Um, so, you know, I like how he looked. Did I like – and, and I know that the, the Padres are probably going to pay a lot of remaining um, money on Hosmer's deal. So he was only getting like five to seven million a year. But there was like no spot for him. And there was some weird clause in that contract that like he couldn't get traded again unless he approved of it. Um, so at the end of the day, like I think Paddock's a great pitcher. I would I think after a little while I would have been OK with it. 
But losing Dom Smith, who's a fan favorite, one of my favorite, and I feel like if he left and gone to San Diego, he probably would have excelled. I think it was a smart move to keep him, see how he is. We have him for the depth. We'd probably be our main DH um, most days uh, and see what he has. Um, so I was okay with it at the end of the day. Uh, I, I think I would have been fine if they made the move. It would have taken me a little while to, to get over losing Dom Smith, but I'm happy that they decided to, you know, push it off for now and see, I guess, what Dom has in store uh, this season. Pretty, pretty good stuff right there. And uh, now to the NL West, who do you like coming out of the division? I said I, as much, I really like what the, the big moves the Dodgers made. I think they are the team to beat once again. Yeah, I, it's, it, yeah, to me, I can't see it. The Dodgers have the scariest lineup in baseball. I mean, it, Look, it, it's so hard. Like, and they add Freddie Freeman to that. So, like, mm-hmm. one through eight is insane. Insane. And then you have the university issue. So, they have to worry about a pitcher hitting. So, it's just incredible that this team, the rich get richer, right? And and, and they, add right. Kurt, they bring Kershaw back. Their pitching staff's already, you know, solid as is. I know they lose Scherzer, but, you know, their pitching staff's always been solid. Um, so, it, I don't. I just don't see the Dodgers losing the division. I they're gonna probably win over a hundred games. I know some people think they might set the win record this year. Who knows? They very might. You know, they could very might do it. Like it's just not. You know, against them. Still it, got Mookie Betts there and Bellinger, as I, as I said before. It's just insane. And Bellinger, I think, hopefully will have a bounce back year. I know the last two years have been a little shaky for Cody. Mm-hmm. I lo- I think he's a great player. I really hope he bounces back. I know he didn't really have a great spring training, so we'll see. But that team is just so stacked offensively. Like if Cody, like, like I said, if Cody struggles early, he's probably batting like seven or eight. That's an MVP batting seven or eight. In that <laughs> That's ridiculous. So, um, I think it's the Dodgers division. Uh, they're going to run with it. It's just, I, I would really like the Padres moves. Their pitching depth is insane now, adding Manet to that pitching depth. Like, if you look, I don't know, they're probably going to run like a six pitcher rotation with what they have because it's just like endless depth. Um, but with the uncertainty of Fernando Tatis, I really don't know what they're going to do off the bat. I know the Giants kind of had a, a year a lot of people weren't expecting of them last season. Um, do I think they're going to have that same success? Possibly. Uh, I'm not as sold. I know a few weeks ago I was. I don't really know. I think losing Chris Bryan and things like that could hurt them. I like the additional costs from Don, so we'll see. Um, but, yeah, I really think it's the Dodgers and nothing else. At the NL West this year, there's not, you know, last year where we thought, oh, my God, it's going to be like, the Giants, the Padres, the Dodgers lock in. This is going to be a battle, and it ended up being the Dodgers and the Giants battling, right? The Padres, so uh, you know, flaming out uh, and they're being a massive disappointment. So we'll see. I think it's going to be a really, really fun division this year, at least with those three teams. Um, and then you know, whenever we hear back about Fernando Tatis, I think that team once he's back in that lineup, we know what he, what he can do. Um, he's an incredible player. Um, so we'll see, but I, like I said, I think the Dodgers are going to have an unprecedented season with this lineup. It's just too good to, to not think they're going to win over a hundred, hundred games this year. Excellent stuff, Alex. Excellent stuff. So last thing to wrap this up, let's make the predictions once and for all, who do you think is going to be, make it out of the AL? Who's going to make it out of the NL? Who do we see playing in the world series and who do you think is going to ultimately win it? Um, I'll start with this, and I really, really think 
that the Dodgers will clearly get back to the World Series, start trying to develop some kind of dynasty, and winning again would um, obviously make a bigger push for that. I, I think you need to win three championships within five years to be considered a dynasty or um, three consecutively. And um, I think the AL is, is really a rock and a hard place here. I really want to say the Yankees will somehow pull in this um, in this do or die season for Cashman. I really want to say the Yankees, so I'm going with my heart. I'll say the Yankees will win the AL um, as wishful thinking, but I will keep it. So this will be a heart decision if we have the Dodgers and Yankees World Series. You know what? going to sound so amateur to, to, to say that because there's nothing that 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 on um, paper that says this is a pennant winning team even though that bothers me saying it but um i'm gonna go with that yankees dodgers for the hard decision and then the head decision i think the blue jays sadly can is gonna be a hard team to stop even um even losing Robbie Ray, I think they can make a big deal in the offseason too. And with such a scary lineup there, you really have to consider them. So I'm going to go with my professional decision of the Blue Jays and the Dodgers in the World Series with the Dodgers winning it again. But you know how I want that Yankee team to win. It's a tough one. Uh, because like, Which will definitely hit their over, yeah. at least. Yes, at least. They should. Um, like you, you know, my heart is with the Mets. And mm-hmm. I don't want to sign bias here, but if all things are healthy, yeah. everyone's healthy, I like the Mets coming out. Definitely fair. Definitely fair. I, I, I think I, I really like the top to bottom team if everyone can stay healthy. And we've seen the Mets overcome obstacles before. And I always relate to 2015, that crazy World Series run that we had. And I know we ended up losing, but. No one thought we were going to go through either the Cubs or the Dodgers because of how good both those teams were. And you know what the Mets did? They went out, they got hot at the right time, and they both beat both teams. I think the NLCS is going to be incredible. I really want it yeah. to be Mets-Dodgers because just the rivalry standpoint, East Coast, West Coast, love all that. There's the hype around it. Stack team, and again, stack team, if you will. Um, I think that, that series can go seven. So I'm, I'm – I'm not trying to be biased, but if you know, just looking at everything, I really think if the Mets are healthy, this is the World Series contending team. If not, you know, if I'm going with brain, it probably would be the Dodgers going on again. But for right now, for this for this take of the argument, because it's right in the early of the year, and just thinking optically, if everyone's healthy, I think the right. Mets coming out of the East. Now, same as you, the American the American League is so tough to decide. There's a lot of really really good teams: the Astros, the White Sox. Even the Yankees, the Red Sox, it just goes on and on on who you can pick. Again, the Blue Jays. Like you, I'm going to go with the Blue Jays coming out mm. of the American League. I just really think that offense is so good uh, with and so young. Kevin Biggio, Bo Bichette, Vlad Guerrero, you add Matt Chapman, um, you know, 
you, you have uh, George Springer already on that team. He's yeah, okay. You know what he can do. I like the pitching staff, even losing Robbie Ray. I really think their pitching staff is really good and also young um, as well. So I really like what I've seen, especially from spring training. It looks like Vlad is picking up right where he left off. It looks like he also slimmed down a little bit. That swing is looking incredible as always. Uh, just so much power off that bat. So I'm going with the Blue Jays out of the American League. If I have to pick a backup team out of the American League, it's tough. It's really tough. But I, I like the White Sox again. There's something about the White Sox. I don't know if it's the Tony La Russa effect or something. But there's that team that's so young. And, and Lewis Roberts, one of my favorite players in the league, and Tim Anderson as well. I like the White Sox as well. But in, for this conversation, I'm going to go Mets, Blue Jays. And I'm going to go with the Mets in probably six in that one for the World Series. I think the Mets are going to win the World Series this year. But if everyone knows, as you know as well, Matt, you're, don't quote my picks. <laughs> Last year, I was awful in my playoff prediction. So we'll see. You know, obviously, we'll probably have another meetup probably around All-Star. See how the league's going and everything at that point. But those are my picks. Early season prediction for the World Series. Mets, Blue Jays this year. Let's do you. Mets, Blue Jays. I say Dodgers, Blue Jays. But always know next to it, I'll have the Yankees. You know what, Alex? I'll be, I will sacrifice the professionalism for this one. I'm going to go with the Yankees, Dodgers. And you know what, people, you have both versions of me saying it clearly on this camera. So, and microphone. And I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with my gut. I feel lately, go with your gut leads to a lot of good things most of the time, or at least you're satisfied you went with your gut. So let's do that. We, uh, you go with Mets, Blue Jays. I'll go with Yankees, Dodgers, and let's see how accurate we wind up being. And then maybe this is the year your picks work out, Alex, and then people can uh, handicap what you got. <laughs> mm-hmm. But pleasure as always, Alex. Killed it once again. Baseball's here, and let's enjoy every second of it. Thank you so much, the great Alex Young, and we'll see you soon. See you soon, guys. All right, bye-bye. Props to you, Alex Young. Great job on your appearance today. I really appreciate the time. And uh, we'll see how far your predictions go. And we'll see how I do as well. And it's going to be a great baseball season. And we'll definitely check in with you along the way. Don't forget to like it and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check out us. And don't forget to check us out in the the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at Prod Convo Pod, and we're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. We are back tomorrow. The great Ryan Page and AJ the Man are back on a special Friday edition of the Productive Conversations podcast. As mentioned earlier in the week, this was supposed to be Tuesday's show, but due to a fire alarm in the middle of it, we had to postpone it. So we were able to pull it off. We had an awesome talk on WrestleMania, and we'll bring that to you on Friday. Then I'm going to take the week off after that, and I will see you after Easter. So this is a last dose of me for and then uh you know we're gonna miss each other for a week and then i'll be back and raring to go i will actually continue to record next week just uh have some uh, other things going on in life that i have to take care of and very positive things as well so 
Looking forward to telling you all of that down the road. And until then, my name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. And I will see you all tomorrow. Happy Feel Good Friday at that. We're just about there. All right, see you soon. Peace. All she needed was some.